Well, I'm excited to get in the Word of God. Before we do, let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get into the Word. So, Father, we come at this moment, at this time. God, we're in great expectation that our hearts are wide open to receive a Word that you have for us. God, I pray that there would be no distractions. I pray for every person that is in this auditorium. We just believe, God, that we would encounter your presence this morning. I ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. I ask for the Holy Spirit to move and to change our lives. And God, if it be your will, I don't know the score right now, but help the Niners win. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Don't tell me the score, y'all. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and dive into the scripture here. We're going to go to Mark chapter 2, starting with verse 1. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole throughout the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus, seeing their faith. Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. For the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and jump down to verse 10. So I will prove to you that the son of man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned outlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, explaining, we've never seen anything like this before. Today I want to talk about the help that's available to us in this house. So I want to give you three things the local church can help you with. Number one, if you're taking notes, help you know God. Help you know God. Notice in the story, nothing changed for this man until he met Jesus. Notice that when he stepped into the presence of Jesus, this man truly experienced the love of God and that he was forgiven of all of his mistakes, that he was forgiven of all of his sins. In fact, I love what John 3.16 in the message translation says, and it says it like this. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why he gave up his one and only son, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go through all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. I have some good news for everyone this morning that God sent his son Jesus to put the world right back again. That God sent his son Jesus to help us. 
that God did not send his son Jesus to accuse us of our shame or to accuse us of our faults. No, God sent his son Jesus so that we would not be destroyed. God sent his son Jesus so we wouldn't be destroyed by our sins. God sent his son Jesus so we wouldn't be destroyed by our failures and our past mistakes. God sent his son Jesus so we wouldn't be destroyed by the works of the enemy. And I have some good news to encourage everyone that is in this house this morning that God sent his son Jesus so that we can truly experience the best life that God has for you and that God has for me. God sent his son Jesus so we can experience everlasting life. You see, God sent his son Jesus not only to get us to heaven, but also to get heaven to live on the inside of us, to get heaven to live on the inside of you. God sent his son Jesus that he died on the cross, that he took our place, he took our penalty, that there was a substitute somebody. God sent his son Jesus so that we can be accepted. The reason why you're not rejected by Jesus is because God was willing to take your rejection so that you can be accepted. God took, hallelujah, God took uh, your depression so that you can receive his joy. God took your sickness so that you can be made whole. God sent his son Jesus so that you can have perfect peace, nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing lacking. I'm here to encourage someone this morning, and if I'm here to just encourage myself, so be it. But I think there's some people in this house this morning that needs to be reminded that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have eternal everlasting life. I'm here to let you know that God sent his son Jesus so that we can experience the best life. Not only did he send his son to forgive us of our sins and to wipe away our past mistakes, but God sent his son Jesus so that we can have an authentic relationship with God. You see, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, when Lucifer, Satan, the punk, the chump that he is, deceived Eve and Adam was disobedient, the Bible says that when they ate from the tree of the, good, of the knowledge of good and evil, the Bible says that God said that you would surely die. Not only was he talking about natural death, but he was also talking about spiritual death. And there was a separation that took place. But I'm so grateful that God had a big plan in mind, that before the foundation of the world, he knew in the beginning that this man named Adam and Eve would disobey, but God sent the second Adam, and that Adam is Jesus, and I'm so grateful that Jesus was willing to be obedient to his father. I'm so grateful that Jesus made a way, glory to God, so you and I can have right standing with God. The reason why we can have right standing with God is because of what Jesus has provided for us. One of the reasons why we gather together like we do on Sunday mornings is we want to provide a place and a space where you and I can know God. There's something about the corporate gathering. There's something about when we come together as a family. You see, when we come together as a family, when we come in unity, that's when we truly can walk in the commanding of the blessing of God or the favor of God or the anointing of God. I'm here to let you know there's something about when we come together in moments like this, glory to God, that we can
can truly experience the presence of God through worship. We can experience the presence of God through the message of God's word. When we gather together like this, we're going to get encouraged by God. We're going to get some direction by God. God's going to give us some hope. God is going to give us some peace. When we gather together like we do, like we do this morning, we get closer to God. For the Bible says, as we draw near to God, God will draw near to us. I'm here to let you know when we come together, God shows up here. And I'm here to let you know there is some help in the house. For the Bible says, where two or more gather in my name, there I am with them. I'm here to let you know God is in this building right now because you showed up to church. This is just a building, but you are the church. And when we come together, man, we get to experience the presence of God. So I want to encourage you this morning. The reason why the local church exists, it's to help us to know God so we can build the best life that God has for our life. Amen? Number two, the second thing, well, the second reason why the local church exists, it's to help us make your life better, to make our life better. Notice in the story after Jesus tells a paralyzed man that your sins have been forgiven, but he also lets him know and says, hey, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. In other words, you can come as you are, but God loves us too much for us to stay as we are. And after this man experienced the presence of Jesus, after this man experienced and encountered the presence of Jesus, everything changed and his situation changed. You see, he was in the presence of greatness. He was in the presence of power. He was in the presence of love. He was in the presence of mercy. He was in the presence of joy. He was in the presence of goodness. He was in the presence of the miracle worker. He was in the presence of the way maker. He was in the presence of the promise keeper. He was in the presence of Jesus. And I got to let you know this morning, I got some good news today. When you come to this house, when you come to Celebration Church, you're going to encounter the presence of Jesus. And when we encounter the presence of Jesus, everything changes. I don't know about you, but do you need some change in your life? Do you need some something to change in your life? Do you need a better marriage? Glory to God. Do you need that addiction to be broken off? Do you need healing in your body? Do you need that guilt and shame to be removed? Do you need that poverty to be removed? Do you need that anxiety and fear to be broken off? Do you need that torment that's going on in your mind? Do you need it to be removed? Because I got some good news. Celebration Church, there is help in the house today because Jesus is in the house today. There's deliverance in the house today because Jesus is in the house today. There is restoration in the house today because Jesus is in the house today. There is victory in the house today because Jesus is in the house today. I'm here to let you know and I'm to preach the gospel of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. One moment with Jesus can change everything. I said everything. One moment with the anointing of God, which is the power of God. It is the anointing of God that removes burdens and sets the captive free. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I'm here to remind you and encourage you. When you come into this house, you come encounter with Jesus. And Jesus is ready to bring freedom and liberty and joy and peace into your life. Everything changes in a moment when we encounter 
Jesus. You see, after we encounter Jesus and God turns our life around, what he wants from us is to learn the life that he walks. He says, follow his ways, learn his ways, begin to see how he does life, begin to see how he loves people, and begin to see how he treats people, and he wants us to follow him. He wants to show us how we can live this better life. To be honest with you, I didn't really understand about this better life that God had for me before I gave my life to Jesus. You see, before I gave my life to Jesus, my life was a hot mess. I was hurt, I was broken, I was discouraged, I had no sense of direction, I had no purpose in life, I was hurt on the inside, my mom and my dad divorced when I was four years old, I had no purpose in having a dad in my life, I wish I had a father to be there, to love me, to care for me, growing up as a kid I was made fun of, laughed at, because I was in special ed classes, and I had a speech pediment, but I'm so grateful that one day out of nowhere, people like my cousin, and, and people like my family, Family members gave me an invitation and they invited me to come to church and when that moment when my life got impacted when God called me all the way and moved me to a little town called Arkansas in Ozark Arkansas and my cousin went to a church in Cold Hill Arkansas guys and I remember when I went but when I got there there was something different and when I got there what it was it was the presence of Jesus when I got there it was the love of Jesus when I got there it was the power of Jesus no man could set me free. No drug can set me free. No pornography can set me free. No fornicating can set me free. None of those things could set me free. But the moment I stepped into the house of God, I encountered the presence of God. And I want to encourage you this morning, you may have come into the house of God one way, but I believe you're going to leave this place completely transformed and changed by the power and the presence of Almighty God. I don't know about you, but what I do know in my heart, my God is in the business of changing lives, and he changed and transformed my life, and my life has never been the same. You see, the moment I got saved, I chose to get involved in church. I chose to get connected with other believers. I chose to start growing in relationships with other believers. I was coming to church, and you know what? It made a big, huge difference in my life, and I want to encourage every single one of you that is in this auditorium this morning. I want to encourage you. What is your next step? What does that next step look like for you? I'm here to be a coach to you this morning. I'm here to inspire you this morning that I believe one of the ways of your next step is getting connected in small groups or getting connected in Discover Course or getting on the dream team so that you can begin to do what God has called you to do, and that is to make a difference. You see, my life is getting better, and my life has been better, and not that I don't have moments in my life where I'm not perfect. And I do make mistakes, but I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that we have a house like this at Celebration Church so that we can come together as a family, that we can come together as a church, and that we can experience this best life that God has for us. You see, God wants you to get connected to the life of the church because when we get connected into the life of the church, that's when everything begins to flourish. In fact, Psalms 92 verse 13 says it like this. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. I don't know about you, but I want to flourish in my life. 
I don't know about you, but I want to thrive in my life. I want to thrive in my finances. I want to thrive in my marriage. I want to thrive in my friendships. I want to thrive in every aspect, in every area of my life. And God is sharing with us this morning one of the ways how we're going to thrive in life is that we're planted in the house of the Lord. So when we gather on Sundays, when we come to First Wednesday experiences, when we get in a small group, we begin to do life together, and we begin to find strength, support, and wisdom when we do life together, and we begin to grow spiritually as a family, and our life gets better. So if you want your life to get better, I want to encourage you to get connected into the life of the church because there's help in the house celebration. The third thing that I believe one of the reasons why the local church exists is so that you and I can make a difference. Notice in the story after Jesus, he heals the man. He tells the man to pick up his mat, get up, walk, and go home. And as the man got up, picked up his mat, and went home, as he was walking out, those that were in the house and those that were outside the house, they were in awe of amazement that they'd never seen anything like this before. Because this man came in paralyzed, and this man came out walking. And that's powerful, y'all. He came in one way and came out another way. But the truth be told is this man would not have left impacted or changed if he didn't have his four friends to be mindful of him. If he didn't have his friends to be selfless. You see, he had four friends that were selfless. He had four friends that were mindful of him. And they knew that his situation didn't look too good. And he had a certain circumstance and he couldn't walk. And so if you can just use your imagination this morning, can you just uh, bear with me this morning? Let's just use the imagination that God gave us. Can you imagine the four friends carrying the mat and the guys on the mat and they're on their way to the house and they knew that if I only can get my friend to the house, if I only get my friend to the house because in the house is Jesus, if I can only get my friend to the way maker, if I can only get my friend to the miracle worker, if I can only get my friend to the promise keeper, only if I can get my friend to the house because in the house is power, in the house is love, in the house is God almighty. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful that he had four friends to be able to get him to the house so he can experience true life change. You see, my friend, it's not about me, but it's about we. It's about your neighbor. It's about your coworker. It's about your friend. It's about your teammate. It's about your classmate. It's about your uncle and aunt. It's about your loved ones that don't know Jesus yet. And I'm here to tell you, there's always opportunities to show God's love if we get our eyes off ourselves and start becoming mindful of other people. God is calling us to make a difference in our valley. God is calling you to make a difference in your neighborhood. God is calling you to make a difference in the movie theater, in the grocery store. God is calling you and I as a family of God to come together in unity, to be able to go out into our city, our community, to be able to make a difference. You see, life change does not stop with us, but life change starts with us. If you could do me a favor real quick, look around real quick. Look around real quick. See, what breaks my heart, what breaks my heart is that there's some empty chairs in here. You see, every chair represents a person, and every person has a story, and every story matters to God. You matter to God. 
but your family also matters to God. You see, God wants to use your story to make a difference. God wants to use you to make a difference in the city around you. In fact, I would love to share a life change story with you this morning that I believe will bring an understanding of the importance of why we invite. I was invited to celebration by a friend of mine. She said, if you come to church with us, we'll take you out to lunch. I didn't want to go because I grew up Catholic, and that's all I knew. But I told myself, just go because it's the last meal you'll eat. Nobody knew, but I had planned my suicide for that Monday. I had a good paying job and had paid off my bills and was ready to die. I was tired of life and the pain in my body. I felt so good about killing myself. It's like I had something to look forward to. When I went to celebration for the first time, I thought everyone was crazy. I had never seen people singing with their hands up in the air and everyone was so happy. I remember telling myself, I'm glad that I never have to go back to that place again. But when the next day came from, for me to kill myself, something inside of me kept saying, call celebration to see what they say about killing yourself. So I called that Monday and the office was closed. I had already called my church and the lady I had spoke to said I was going to go to hell if I did that. So I called Celebration Church the next day and I spoke to a lady by the name of Rebecca. She didn't say anything about me going to hell. All she told me was how much I was loved by God and how important I was. No matter what reason I gave her about any of my life, she would just say how much God loved me. She told me that she loved me and I was needed by a lot of people. She asked me if I would talk to a pastor. When he got on the phone, he told me I wasn't dying on his clock. He prayed for me, and he told me to come back to church on Sunday. When I hung up on the phone, I cried so much because I didn't know how much God loved me and that he even knew me. I got on my knees and I told God to please help me because I didn't want to die. I remember going downstairs and flushing all my bottles of pills down the toilet. Nobody knew how broken I was because I was smiling on the outside. And at that time, I was planning my suicide and I had six grandchildren. And I now have 12 grandchildren and a great grandson now. If it wasn't for God using Rebecca to love on me, I wouldn't be able to tell my grandchildren how much God loves them. And my brother and dad received Jesus before they went home to heaven. I graduated from G42 in 2012, and now I answer the phones at Celebration Church, and I get to pray and share God's love with people who are hurting somebody. This is why we do what we do. Come on. 
this is why we get up in the morning. It's not about me. I've been selfish in my life. So, so, so selfish and self-centered. But God wants to use me as well as he wants to use you. There's people out there that need what we have. And what we have is hope. What we have is Jesus. And I'm so grateful and thankful that someone was willing to let Grace Rivas know that God loves her and that God needs you because God is going to use you to make a difference in someone else's life. Celebration Church, it's time to make a difference in the city around us and it's time to allow God to use you and I so Grace Revis, like Grace Revis, lives are changed. So let's remember, it's not about me. It's about we. And the church is here to help make a difference. And the last thing I want to point out in this story is notice how the house was full. The house was so full, they couldn't even get in the door. That shows us that the people in the story understood the value of what is in the house. They must have understood that if they could just get in the house, they would find help. I'm here to tell you that help is in the house today. Help is for you, for your family, for your friends, for our community. The house in the story was a place for people to find Jesus. And that's exactly what the local church does. It's a place for us to know God, to grow relationships, to discover our purpose, and to make a difference. And if we will receive the help that is in the house, we will experience all that God has for us. If you can close your eyes and bow your heads, please. I want to let you know there's help in the house. You may be like Grace Revis here, and she was smiling on the outside, but truly on the inside, she was dying. Maybe you're here this morning, and you're confused, and you're hurt, and you're broken, and you're disappointed. Maybe you're in this place this morning, and you have no sense of purpose or direction in life. Maybe you're like Rigo. Rigo was in the gang life, drug life. And maybe you're in this place and you've never given your life to Jesus. My friend, that's why God sent his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I want to encourage you this morning to give your life to Jesus. As a church family with no one looking around, so I know who I'm praying with this morning. As I count to three, I want to know who I'm praying with. If you want to make that decision as your Lord and Savior, one, two, three, lift those hands up. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. 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 I see that hand. I see that hand. I see all those hands. Come home, somebody. As a church family, pray this prayer with me. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross and rose on the third day. I ask you to be my Lord, to be my Savior, 
forgive me of all of my sins. I ask you to make me brand new. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.